guys, welcome to another episode of Modern Life. We're going to be talking about a little princess today. Tabby invited over her friend Brittany to discuss the book and the different movie versions of that story. I personally didn't read or see any of those, but I'll still be in the background giving my two cents. If you are listening, I just want to thank you for supporting the podcast. You can always find us on Instagram and Twitter at Modern Life Pod, and you can also email us. The email address is modernlifepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your feedback or any ideas you might have for things you want us to talk about are always appreciated. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it. me tabby and i have Brittany here with me today hi Brittany, how you i'm doing? here today perfect and my brother sam's here as well He's what's going on i'm sidekicking it jibber jabbering <laughs> it with us all right Brittany, what you got for us for a modern thought oh okay well my modern thought is uh so like this year i decided to make a list of like new year's goals because i wanted to try to be beneficial to the world and myself and I got two of them off, like, checked off in one week. And I was, like, really honestly surprised with myself and um, proud, proud of myself and excited about it. So does that count as a modern thought? Yeah, what, what were they? <laughs> what were you doing? Literally oh. anything counts as a modern <laughs> thought. <laughs> um, the first one was to get my own phone plan because I've been on my parents for so long. But and isn't that more expensive? It's the same monthly. I had to get a new phone, but, oh. which I needed one anyways really bad. But, like, I got a good deal on the phone because I was getting a new phone plan. So, it, like, all worked out well. But uh, it's, like, the same. Like, before I had unlimited talk, text, and data for 60. And I still have unlimited talk, text, and data for 60. So That's pretty cheap. Yeah. So, like, I'm stoked about it. <laughs> What's the other one? And the other one is a gym membership, which I am getting that tomorrow. So, I haven't done it yet, but it'll be still in the same. Trying to get shredded. Oh, yeah. I'm Is this because of Chantal? <laughs> They've been going to the gym. Chantal did, like, she was the one that got me excited about it. But I just, I also feel like I have so much pent-up aggravation sometimes. I want to put that into something physical. <laughs> I like so, it. <laughs> I'm really excited to try that. <laughs> So uh, just for our listeners, Chantal is the most shredded person oh, yeah. um, I've, I've ever, ever met. met. Yeah, <laughs> we both used to, we all used to work with yeah. her. And well, she's, she, she, she's not even 21 yet, right? She just turned 21 okay. um, last year. Or she's 20, actually, she just turned 22 like a month ago. Did she get so. that firefighter job? She is still like looking for uh, stations. So she did, she's done everything, but she just has to get accepted into a station. And I, I guess that's kind of hard to do. A lot of times they're full and... Um, but yeah, the one thing is, yeah. But the one thing that she does have going for her is like a lot of times there's a lot of stations looking for women firefighters, uh, because that's so scarce. So a lot mm. of stations want that. So she, I think that she'll find somewhere soon. Yeah, she's shredded. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you just look at her once and you're like, yeah, she could carry a body out of a building. <laughs> yeah, totally. like ten bodies, ten no bodies problem. I feel like <laughs> so she has this personality. I feel like. The building is burning down, and she's, and she's running in there, and she's got someone over her shoulder, and she's just, like, walking yeah. out with a smile. Like, yeah, she's yeah. running in, smiling, and running out, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Only person I know that would run into a smile, uh, a smile, run into a fire, smiling. Yeah, seriously. I wouldn't even run into the fire. I just, Same. firefighting in general is just amazing to me. Yeah. I'm like, good, good for you. <laughs> I don't like sweating, so... <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to get near the fire. 
Okay. You're so gonna have to wait. You're going. To, I know. I'm gonna. You're going to, to the gym. You're gonna to have to like sweating. <laughs> I know. I'm not looking forward to that part. So. <laughs> Tabby, what you got? Um. Okay. So I recently went to WonderCon. And I kind of joke about it, like, oh, I'm doing my nerd stuff this weekend. It's like Poor Man's Comic Con. No, it's. No. I think it's better than Comic Con, but it's a it's a affiliation of Comic Con. But even if you just even if you're not into any of these nerd things, and you just go for like the for the panels, which I go to like almost every panel I can go to, you meet so many people from the industry, and you absorb so much information about all different kinds of technology and movie making and so forth. Um, Yeah, just going for that is, I think, really valuable because we live in Southern California and all these people are here to go to these events. Yeah. You know, like, where else do I get to hear, like, the main editor for Black Panther talk? You know, like, it's... (laughs) Not in Denver. Not in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) And this one panel that I went to... Um, it was called The Psychology of Cult TV Shows. Um, and they talked about incorporating trauma into storytelling. Oh. And they had a comic book artist, a psychologist. They had, I think, the writer for the new Punisher series. Ooh. And all the research they did that went into that and talking with people they can't even, you know, they had to interview anonymously all these special unit, like PTSD victims oh. and stuff like that. That's awesome. And the psychologist on there, her name was Janina Scarlett, and I actually looked her up. She does a special kind of um, treatment with her patients where she incorporates, like, superheroes and stories into treating people with PTSD. Oh, I love that. I've heard of that with books. I haven't heard of it specifically with superheroes. Um, But the way she describes it is that these people, like... (laughs) witnessing what they're going through can sometimes help you you know going through your own personal things and then these people become almost like surrogate like stand-in friends which makes total sense to me that you would get attached to like a fictional character and that could help you through something fictional characters all the time yeah and her her work she's actually won like awards for it she has books written about it and on her website there's a you c- people can send in questions and here's just a really good example of like how this would work and this is just her writing and responses this isn't an actual session um but somebody is writing and saying i've been diagnosed with psychotic depression ptsd anxiety i've always wanted to be strong and always wanted to be superman but i'm not superman Aww. and then she responds you know what i really love about superman he's unique there's no one like him he's an alien from another planet He's experienced severe losses and trauma. There aren't a lot of people that really get him. Um, he protects people and he has many vulnerabilities because he's being misunderstood and rejected. And that's what makes him remarkable. So she breaks down these characters in a yeah. way that the patients can relate to them yeah. and understand them. So, And the whole panel was so eye-opening and so moving that I kept almost like crying and I was like, keep it together. But then when I walked out, like so many other audience members were like crying or people around me were crying because the stuff they were talking about was so meaningful. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. New way of like looking at psychology. That's awesome. That's, that's it. So wait, was she, was she inspired to do that because of all the superhero stuff that's coming out (laughs) or... Um, she's into she's into superheroes. She has herself? a background, like yeah, herself. 
But then she also noticed that many of her patients, especially veterans, um, would identify with that. And there's actually a huge history in, war I think it was World War II, of mostly soldiers reading comic books and oh. being sent comic books. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so I think that kind of... And these, I don't know, people, may, maybe soldiers are just into that, or a lot of her patients were into, and to her, she saw it as like an access point into them by talking about the things they yeah. were interested yeah. in. So. I can kind of see that. My dad's a cop, and I think that the only reason he wanted to be that is because, like, he loves superheroes so much, and that's like, huh. to him, that's like the closest he could get. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, so maybe there is a relationship like there. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It's> so deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. So let's dive into the main topic. Mm -hmm. Um. A little princess by Frances. I can never say her name. Hodgson Burnett. I can never say her last name. Uh, yeah. Uh. Book written in nineteen or it was published in nineteen o five, and then we also have the Shirley Temple version from nineteen thirty nine, and then the nineteen ninety five. Yes. version as well. You did well. all this research, you know how to pronounce her last I name? I don't know how to pronounce that <laughs> Who name. Who are you? We should Hodgson? have looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> Hodgson? I, I, I was know. just saying like Hodgson's. Hodgins. Yeah, okay. Let's go yeah, that's, that. yeah, that's right. Hodgson's. <laughs> Brittany went deep. She's like, I'm watching the Shirley Temple version. I read the <laughs> I know, book. I did, <laughs> yeah. Well, because like I, when I actually did a book report on this in high school and uh it was funny because Tabby texted me and was like, oh, like, you probably don't want to do that one. You probably don't know what it is. And I was like, actually, <laughs> I did a whole book report on this, so I actually know it pretty well. And I hadn't watched the movie, so I went to, like, try to find it, but it wasn't. Either of them? You hadn't seen either of them? I hadn't seen either of them. Mm. I only had read the book. And so I found the Shirley Temple one on, like, Prime Video. And I was like, okay, well, I'll watch that one. And then it wasn't, like, super accurate with the book. And I was like, well, now I want to watch the other one and see if it's, like, more accurate with the book. And that one was closer. And they were both great. I cried on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, really fond special memories with the 1995 one. I think it was just on TV a lot. And it was, okay. it's just such a moving story that yeah. it's oh, one of those yeah. stories <laughs> I watched when I was little. Um, the Shirley Temple version to me was a little bit awkward at times. Yeah, it was definitely like, it was not as, like, like I said, accurate or like fluid. I love Shirley Temple. Ever since I was little, I've like always loved her. So I was like, oh yeah, I have to watch this one because <laughs> like I love her. And uh, I cried really hard in the scene where she's like saying bye to her dad and she's like looking out the window and uh, like saying that poem over and over. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And like I think it's because I don't live with my dad and so I was like relating so hard to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, girl, I feel you. I know, I know what you're going through. <laughs> Um, so the Shirley Temple one takes place in England, like yeah. the book does. Right. But, okay, I don't know if you've read some of the, like, Amazon trivia, but it said that on one of her costumes, they, like, reshot the whole scene because they found out the clasp on one of her dresses wasn't invented yet, so they remade the whole <laughs> costume. They care so deeply about that. But then everybody just speaks in whatever accent right. they want. Right, I know, right? <laughs> There's, like, the Indian guy is played by, like, a, a Cuban man, yeah. right? And and yeah. then, like, Shirley Temple just does, like, an American accent. I know, the whole time she's just <laughs> straight. Doing, I was really confused about that. It's like, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> what, like, what, are we, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I think every time you mention the Indian guy, I'm going to, like, put in some of those oh, Indian, wind Indian wind chimes in the background. <laughs> 
I only caught the end of this movie, like walking in on Tubby watching it, and there's every guy, every time the guy comes on screen, it's like, that's the, that's the, the, the 95. Yes. Let's talk about how racist that movie is. Yeah, every time, I was like, what? Like, every time that he would come on the screen, I would be like, why are we doing that? It's taking me out of the story. Like, I would be like so into it, and then I'd be like, oh, there they are again. And as a kid, I was like, oh, it just doesn't make any sense that he brought every, the monkey brought all his furniture over, like, <laughs> but now I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, it's the racist, magical brown man trope. Oh like, gosh. now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, it's super racist, but yeah. in a fun way. <laughs> in, a, yeah, in, a, in a heartwarming way. It's so yeah. bad. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, I obviously like I read the book first, so I knew it wasn't the monkey, but I could see where you would think it was the monkey, obviously. Well, because also in the book, the book is, I mean, it was written, it came out in 1905. It's also kind of racist because they oh, yeah. say that obviously. Ram Das is like, oh, he's so exotic and agile, so he's the only one who can climb down into the window to like yeah. drop off <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but at least in the book, they do it whenever she's working all day. So when she yeah, comes yeah. back, there's like new things there, and it, it happens made more sense gradually. Yeah. yeah, and that's what when that was when I both of them when I watched them, and it was like when she just woke up, I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> how do you sleep through that?" Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and like also at the end, why did they have to? Why did the Indian guy have to come up to the dad and like intensely look at him for him to like be cured of amnesia? Like, yeah, it's so awkward. Like, it was moving when I was a kid, and it's still moving now to see him like run out to his daughter. But yeah, that that scene I wasn't as I was actually more like like touched in the Shirley Temple one when she's like shaking her father and she's like, "I'm Sarah, I'm Sarah," (laughs) and I was like, "She's Sarah, do it." <laughs> and like I was like more torn up in that scene than in the other one because he was like they were just taking her away and I was like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> so wait, what I didn't get was the magical Indian man in what's the version that you watched? The ninety-five, the ninety-five version. Yeah. Could he have cured that guy's yeah, amnesia what... all along with his magic? <laughs> he was like, oh, now that I know this is his daughter. I'll let him remember. Just like, <laughs> let me stare into your brain and fix your amnesia. I don't, okay. I, I could have done this before, but <laughs> it's more important now. Also, both versions are really set on the dad still being alive, which yeah, does which work does, in a movie. Like, I guess. I don't know. I thought. I thought. I really liked that aspect in the book of like he, the his friend, like didn't know. That she lives next door the whole time. Well, like, didn't even know, like, because he saw her, and he was like, oh, like, yeah, like, the little girl that works next door. But he had no idea that was her. And, like, I loved at the end that it was like, oh, this was her all along. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I thought they were going to do that in the 95 version, because that's what, I watched the Shirley Temple one, and I was like, oh, they made her father still alive. I want to watch the other one and see if they... Yeah, and it's the same. Yeah, and it's the same. And I was like, oh, (laughs) well, (laughs) okay, that's fine. They do, so the Shirley Temple version has some really strange, like, musical scenes. Yes. And, like, a weird rhyming dream sequence. (laughs) The poem thing, yeah. But then it just ends also without resolution for a lot of the characters. So I'm like, you had time for that, but you didn't have time for an ending. Yeah. (laughs) There's, like, a scene where she's in the hospital looking for her dad, and she's like, he's not here again, and she's super sad. And then everyone's like, but you can sing and dance. And she's like, oh. Okay, I will. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of all of Shirley Temple's movies, though. 
Like, it'll be something super depressing, and they'll be like, then all of a sudden she'll be like, yeah, like, okay, I'm going to dance about it. <laughs> it was really totally, like, yeah, it's weird. A, yeah, that's just kind of, that's kind of Shirley Temple's brand. <laughs> weird dancing. But, yeah, that's just kind of how all of her movies go, I feel. And I think it was just because people are like, oh, that little girl can sing and dance. Let's exploit it. <laughs> and every movie she does. And so, yeah, I feel like that's why that was there. And as soon as I saw the scene, the dream one, I was like, oh, classic Shirley Temple. <laughs> Obviously, they have to put this in here. It's like a, it's like the Middle Ages, like, dream seek. It Nothing makes it, any it sense. It reminded me exactly of, in Heidi, there's this scene where she's, like, um, in the Netherlands. And they do this whole scene about she's, like, dancing with wooden shoes. And it has nothing to do with... Wait, why is she in the Netherlands? How it's did in she a get dream. from the it's Alps? It's in a dream. She's dreaming. Yeah, I know. And, like, that's the whole scene is, like... It's, like, all these little girls. And, like, she has these special wooden shoes. That the she's clogs. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole... Like, that was the whole thing. And, you know, I was very confused when I read Heidi for the first time. And that wasn't in the book. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What about that dream? But, yeah. That's, like, a classic. I feel like almost every Shirley Temple movie has a moment like that where you're like... Well, this isn't right, but okay. <laughs> we'll go with it anyways. Have you seen any other Shirley Temple movies? Tabby? No, I haven't. I don't this think I've my... ever seen a single one. I one. was like obsessed with her when I was a little girl, so huh. I had like a box set of like all her movies. Uh, and yeah, so so I related very well. <laughs> so that's why I think that's why I cried so hard in that one, just because I grew up with Shirley Temple. And yeah. You, you probably have some wooden shoes in your closet. I, you know what? <laughs> I just might. I just might. I practiced that dance. I see you with the dirndl on. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be Shirley Temple, so I went and bought wooden shoes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, but in relationship to that, the story scenes that kind of mirror that in the 90s version... Yes. Where Sarah um, is like telling the stories of the prince and the princess. Yeah, what is it called? I have it written down somewhere. It's the Ramayana, I believe. It's like a classic Indian um, tale. Oh, I did not know that. And the people in it are the dad and the mom. Those are the same actors. The and dad and the mom. They play like the blue guy. I forget his name. Oh. It's the same actor. Really? And because that story mirrors what's going on in real life. So I felt like it was more justified with the dad being alive because her story narrates I, the... <laughs> I totally did not catch that at all. I thought oh, she was really? just telling a story. <laughs> no, because like when... But now that I see it, like now that yeah, I understand Yeah, when the prince more. is supposed to be dead, it's the scene in the movie where there's like a big war scene and we think the dad has just died yeah. from like poisonous gas. But then like, the prince comes back to life, and that's when we have the hospital scene where the dad's suddenly oh, alive again. So now it's making sense. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I thought that was more that was clever and yeah, not like the Shirley clever. Temple like really weird scenes that yeah, they put yeah. in there. No, I think um, that those transitions are a little more natural. <laughs> and even though sure. the CGI is terrible, but yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it's still fun to watch. We can't. It can't all be Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wasn't even CGI, right? They had like they puppets. Had some CGI. Oh, a some bit. CGI. Because that's what, like, that was the first time they were like, "Hey, we have this new thing called CGI. Let's let's see what it does." But they did use puppets too much. Yeah, I he, think he, ma- he makes real, yeah. real props with the CGI, which, which is, is like why it's it still, works so well. Yeah, yeah it's mm. still to me totally off subject. That that first Jurassic Park still looks better than like 
anything the, that the we've ever ones. seen. <laughs> oh like, yeah, it does. The last two new ones, I'm like, it, the CGI looks terrible. Yeah. Like the, it looks better. Same with like the first Matrix movie, right? Yeah. That CGI still holds up over like the second or third mm-hmm. Matrix. Yeah, I was because you're because you're mixing real with CGI instead of yeah using exactly. CGI. I was so yeah. mad at the about the first one that I didn't even watch the second one. <laughs> That's not like upset I was. So yeah, like the first one looks yeah, but yeah. Anyways, back to <laughs> I, think, I think it's the first time anyone's compared Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the CGI was a little cringy, but it was still you know. It was a dream, so it was fine, you know? That's how it, it worked. <laughs> I have to talk about the fact that Queen Victoria shows up at the, the end of the Shirley the, Temple yes, movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's almost, at that part, I'm like, is this just Americans not understanding British culture, or are they trying to make fun of British? Is it, like, trying to be a satire? Why is Queen Victoria there? Like, But she said her name was Natalia. No, it's it's Queen Victoria. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well. I I recognized her right away that she yeah. was. A, I don't know. She only wore black and so on and so forth. But well, I well like I was like okay, this is obviously a queen, and then they were like, oh Natalia, and I was like, what queen is that? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they said Victoria, but it was just so cheesy. And, yeah. Uh, just so, little, like embarrassing. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yeah, make sure she finds her father. I don't know if he's dead or not, but yeah, like I hope you do. I'm going to go back to, like, doing what I'm doing now. And I was like, why is she even there? Like, what's happening? Um, So the 95 version, I kind of want to talk about the colors a little bit. Yeah. Because it's mostly greens and oranges. Yeah, I could see that. It was definitely very colorful. Yeah, and that could be very garish, but this movie did it in a way where it all blended in harmoniously. Like, the house is green, the costumes are green, the you know school outfits yeah. are green and yes. then balloons at the party and then you know the doll is orange the room is orange the yes. indian it's like this contrast between like themes also yeah the yeah and also the sets are amazing those sets that they built for it like the street it looks like oh a yeah real yeah it was beautiful yeah. i mean they probably i did a lot of background work before what i do now um, so probably for that, I'm guessing they used, uh, they call them uh, like the New York streets. I'm using quotations right now, if, but you can't see that. <laughs> the New York streets. Um, and they would call them back lots. And like, it's basically just fake streets, right. like just giant fake streets. The biggest one in LA is the one in Universal. And, like, mm-hmm. they vary in sizes. Like, sometimes they can just be, like, one little street. Sometimes it's, like, almost a whole city. And yeah. uh, so I'm guessing that's probably what they use for that. And most of the time they will just pay the studios to use those lots. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to either, like, dress it up to make it look older or make it look more modern. It just depends on what it is. But I'm guessing that's what they probably use it. But it looked great. It definitely looked beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful um i also really like miss minchin's entrance coming down the stairs i love that too and again it's another character that i think could be very cartoonish because she has like the gray strands on her hair (laughs) but they do it again in a way that's just tells younger audiences like oh this is a character you should be afraid of Mm -hmm. also the way sarah hides behind her dad as soon as she's like like, immediately like oh we're supposed to be intimidated by like this is the bad guy right Oh, and yeah. then also the font on the sign, it says, like, Miss Minchin's School for Girls. Yeah. It looks like a, like, 
Goosebumps font. Like, yeah. it looks like a horror. It was supposed to look scary. Yeah. yeah. Like and then like, the oh, school okay. sign they have at the end is just, like, normal writing. It's, like, right. copper plate or something, you know, something yeah. respectable. Like, so it's supposed to be like, okay, now this is a fun place to come. <laughs> but it's, it's all these little things that you can really put in there to create a mood without telling the yeah. audience, I think. So yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. I know, worked, worked for me. Yeah. I thought that the sister, Amelia, was a little... I, it wasn't how I, like, imagined her when I read the book. And then when I saw the character, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but she definitely came off more, like, uh, airheady. Yeah. Than I was expecting her, like, to be played off. I, I like that storyline they put in with the, the milkman. Milk <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Um, and also, they do a little bit of commentary when they're sitting on the steps. And she's like, I don't even like teaching. I don't even like kids. Right, but right. at that time, teaching is, like, the only job available to yeah. single women yeah so exactly. you don't really have a choice right um the only thing that bothered me a little bit is the like her jumping out the window because it feels like one of those like fat jokes you know what i mean like oh, oh this yeah. is only funny because she's overweight yeah and i'm i'm just like over that but this is a film from the 90s so. that's true too <laughs> yeah so they probably uh, weren't thinking of that <laughs> but um yeah that was th- that whole honestly that whole like when she was throwing everything out the window and jumping out the window, it was a little cringy. When they locked the door, I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> is there, like, is there only one key? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, just unlock the door and leave. That's true. <laughs> like, what? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a little odd, but uh, I was like, all right. And I, like, I get it. Like, it has, we have to make this dramatic. <laughs> she has to go out the window. <laughs> she can't just walk out the door. <laughs> Or, like, the cellar door, too. There's, like, yeah. multiple yeah, exits. Yeah, there's, there's multiple doors. But, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be dramatic. Like, there wouldn't be a storyline if she wasn't jumping out the window. That's what we have to do that. But with her being gone, you also don't get this. This is, like, the only place I've marked in the book, and they have the book in front of me right now, where she has this outburst at the end when Sarah is taken in by the, by the friend and she finally escapes yeah. the seminary. And... She starts speaking up to her older sister, and the right, older sister's right. like, "How how dare you say such things to me?" And she goes, "I don't know how I dare, but now that I started, I'm gonna finish." Yeah. And she's like, "So I'm just gonna read from it." Um, she saw through us both. She saw that you were a hard-hearted woman, and that I was a weak fool, and that we were both of us vulgar and mean enough to grovel on our knees for her money and behave ill to her because it was taken from her. Though she behaved herself like a little princess. She did. She did like a little princess and she has this like hysterical moment. Yeah. But it's so satisfying for her to realize like I'm just as bad as you because I did nothing. Yeah. I just watched. Yeah. You and know? Then, yeah, that and then just also just coming to the realization of like that she can she can speak to her sister that way. Yeah. Like that her sister isn't like what is she gonna do? Which is like, like it was a really nice moment in the book, but you don't right. get that in yeah, any Yeah, you don't. She just leaves. Actually, <laughs> she runs away I with guess the the, there's like the brother character in the Shirley Temple one. Yeah, that's what I was say... gonna say. That that like that they do reflect that more in the Shirley Temple version where he like kinda stands up to her, which is nice. We kinda get that moment. I actually really liked him. As and a character, that, yeah, yeah. I like that they yeah. did that. Because at first I thought it was a little weird. And I was like, no, I actually like this. I think that this is. And I feel like um, that's what it was supposed to be. The, I feel like the reason they did it was because it was more accepted for a man to kind of that, behave true. that way. Yeah. And it's more. it was more like odd for a woman to be that way. And that's right. probably why they did that in that version. And then still in the 95, we don't even get the moment. <laughs> yeah. So... 
maybe you know 220 <laughs> i'll make it <laughs> i'll make another one and it'll, we'll get that moment <laughs> but yeah uh i definitely agree with that also the line that i find really strange is when the dad says goodbye and he goes we'll write to each other every day and i'm like that's a lot of pressure. And the Shirley Every Temple day, one? Like, no, I think it's in the 95 really? one. Yeah, that <laughs> like, is a lot. Went, woke up, uh, went to school, yeah. had French class. Hate my classes. Uh, <laughs> bye. Hate like, my teacher. Every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like going to a ward, too. I know. Like, how is okay. all these letters going to reach him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, you say what you got to say. <laughs> Oh, speaking of um, French, so Ms. Minchin's French is pretty terrible, which I love because yeah. it's, it's supposed to be And she terrible. was like trying to be like, she knows French so well. Right. She's just so educated. And then actually the French um, teacher, when Sarah comes out first time as a servant and the Ms. Minchin is like, no one's supposed to talk to her. She's a servant now. In French, the French teacher says like, oh, I'm not okay with this. But I don't oh. know if you would catch that if you didn't no, speak I don't, I don't speak French. French so I didn't but know I, that. I thought it was interesting that he he did speak up and like say something, but there's nothing he could do about it. Aww. So Yeah. Go French teacher. <laughs> Go French teacher. <laughs> Go you. Um, For not accepting child labor. We love that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was still pretty accepted. I mean, some industries kind of had laws around it, but especially domestic oh, and yeah. servitude, like inside a house, it was still... Very much a thing that kids yeah. were. Um, that Looking leads me off. <laughs> to another really fun fact. When there's like the funny scene of the little like um, chimney sweeper boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he like falls down the, the falls chimney? down the chimney, and then at the end of the movie, Miss Minchin is, is like chimney sweeping. A chimney sweeper. Uh, there's no way she would be a chimney sweeper. I She's know. She's way too tall. She's way and too, too old. old and a woman. <laughs> so in my, that time period, they yeah. were like um. No, get out of my and house. And also something that's really horrifying is that all chimney sweeps in the States were um, black kids. Yeah. And which made their lives even harder. And my brother and I did some re- research on uh, Victorian <laughs> chimney sweeps. It was absolutely horrifying. Because I, di- I didn't know anything about this until you mentioned it. So Let's they would it. snatch up these kids when they were like five or six. Oh, my God. They wouldn't feed them, so they would stay smaller and fit yeah. up the chimney. Um, they would never be washed, so they would develop really terrible scrotal cancer oh because the gosh. coal would like yeah. go up your butt. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else is there? Well, what I thought. So the reason why all that started happening is so you you used to have these like big, wide, normal chimneys for wood fireplaces. Yeah. And then with all this rapid expansion happening, you know, especially in the big cities in England with the Industrial Revolution mm-hmm. and everything, you just had all this. Un, completely unregulated, you know, people people just building Already. homes left and right with, like, no regulation at all, and it was all with new coal fireplaces, and with coal fireplaces, you need, like, way smaller, it, it can't be, like, a big white chimney, I'm not really sure why that is, but hmm. maybe it's just, like, too much air coming down or whatever, so they, they would build these really narrow chimneys and then because everything's unregulated and everyone's just kind of building all over the place on top of each other these chimneys wouldn't just go like straight up mm-hmm. like a normal chimney they'd they'd be all crooked with all kinds of twists and turns in them so you have that on top of the fact that it's a super narrow chimney so that's when you they just start sending these either tiny tiny, p- tiny people or like little kids down there to 
you know. And they would get chimney. stuck so in the crazy. maze because it's dark and you can't see and you'd have That's to remember. That's so sad. You're telling me that's not like Mary Poppins? No. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they would, they would suffocate in there. Um, oh, my gosh. This is horrible. From, like, the sword. Um, their eyes would get infected. If you Google pictures of these kids, their knees are all deformed from, like, oh climbing gosh, on chimneys. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Um, if, they, if they got stuck, another kid would crawl up from the bottom and, like, tie a rope around their ankle and yank them down or if the sometimes the kid obviously didn't want to get back out of the chimney because they hate their life i'm sure and you just um so then the what the the master chimney sweep or whatever they were called would like oh the chimney's clean so let's light a fire because it's gonna get so hot in there that the kid's gonna have to crawl out or like burn that's where the phrase lighting a fire under somebody oh my gosh that's so all kinds of crazy stuff (laughs) that's traumatizing this was like not that long ago oh my gosh fun times yeah Um, love humanity credit credit to british people they weren't the only ones doing this it was really prominent in what was like england france netherlands and the united states in the United States, it was another European, like Denmark or some crap. But yeah, very strange. Yeah, that's so. It's that's funny really in weird. the movie, but it was really uh, not uh, that uh, funny in real life. <laughs> when when I googled it, like Google Images, all these like little chimney sweep Halloween costume for your kids, like. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of ironic. Wow, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, mm, it's not really what it looked like. No one, nobody was smiling. If we use some enhanced makeup and make it look more real. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea about that. that was, yeah, that's that is sad. <laughs> that's really sad. Um, so another scene I have written down is a scene where uh, Sarah gives Becky those fur slippers, the yellow yes. fur slippers. Yes. And it's an interesting scene because she can't. Where are those? <laughs> yeah, that's we what know. I was thinking. Like, as soon as she opened them, I was like, oh, that was really nice, but she can't wear them or she'll probably get, like, beaten. Yeah, <laughs> like, she can, we never see those shoes again. Yeah, because they're, like, obviously, they right away would be like, oh, those aren't yours. You probably stole them. And yeah. We're called the police. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. But so. it's also an interesting illustration of where Sarah is at that moment that she doesn't understand that. Right. She you has know, no idea. Like, she doesn't get yeah. it. Yeah. Like, she's trying, but she's, she's just also... like, oh, like, her shoes don't fit. Like, maybe kid. mine will. You're like, my... Are mine slippers? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are soft. Take these. Yeah. Oh, the decoration on that birthday cake is insane. I just wanted to point that out. Well, I wasn't... I can't even remember what it looked like. What it has, was it? like... It's all white and has all this, like, lacing on it, all this lace piping. Oh. You're, you're saying it would have crushed at the Great British Bake Off? At the Great British Bake Off, Yes. <laughs> you ever um, watch that, Brittany? No, I don't. Oh, you should. <laughs> I'm sure my dad does. He watches all of those cooking shows. Cooking shows, yeah. It's like a Netflix baking show that like blew up because none of the contestants win anything, so everyone's oh super nice. What? <laughs> it's 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 like this like grueling British. what ten weeks they like don't see their family. They have to. Oh my god! They have to like time. bake the entire time because. So it's these two-day competitions, but you have to practice the entire week leading up to that. And then after all that, if you win, you get like a bouquet of flowers and what like... But I'm sure they get paid for the for the show. You get paid for the episode. Maybe. Episodes. Like, yeah. like minimum. Most... most uh, 200 bucks an episode or something. Most uh, like uh, reality shows like that, you don't know 
but like they have to get paid for it. Like they get paid at least minimum wage. Right. It makes yeah. me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so I'm sure they get minimum, but it's still, yeah. Where, where they make their money is they usually end up getting like a book deal. Right, I'm like sure. they like. What happens up. to all the cake that they bake for weeks? Um, they throw it out or they give what? it to neighbors. <laughs> what do you mean they throw it out? That's horrible. Well, that's what Tab look. So Tabby loves to bake, but it's like okay, so you're gonna practice making this cake. You're like you can't eat all this cake. So yeah. it's just kind of the it's the pleasure of like making it and I sharing it, it with other them, people. To yeah. To work while we throw yeah. a lot of it out. No, don't or... throw it away. If you have oh, no, a no. cake, call me. <laughs> There's don't some in the away. fridge right now. I believe. <laughs> um. Oh, so about that birthday party scene, still yes. talking about the 95 version. Um, the way the set is set up is that Miss Minchin's office is right next to the drawing room where the party is taking right. place. And the balloons, which I found out weren't even <coughs> invented yet, so those balloons <laughs> wouldn't, couldn't have been there. But well, <laughs> Wait, what kind of balloons are they? They're like regular. latex balloons. Yeah, they're just regular, like, filled with helium. Was there any balloons before that time? Um, Hot air balloons. <laughs> I right. guess they weren't They weren't made out of latex. I don't know Probably what kind like of balloons. Probably, like, sheep bladder were, balloons. Yeah. I, I mean, in in uh, Little House on the Prairie, they used to make balloons out of pig bladders. That makes sense. <laughs> just paint so. them, right? No, they wouldn't paint them. Oh. but the the line even though all the doors are open the line between the office and the party room all the balloons in that room are in the air and all the rooms that made it into her office are all deflated and lying on the floor oh which i really loved like just yeah her energy almost like her evil energy is like the life out of balloons yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like there was the one balloon that was like Flowing, floating floating into, in into her office. And, and then her. as soon as it got into the office, it popped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to kind of talk about the character of Sarah. Because in the book, she's she's Indian. Yes. Um, like, there's multiple instances where they talk about her brown skin. Or she goes shopping and everyone thinks she's like an Indian princess. Yeah. Um, also, at the end, when the friend finds her, he's like, oh, I would have never picked you because you don't look like your dad. Right, exactly. The dad is white. Every, there are so many illustrated versions of this, and even the one right in front of me depicts her as white. The one that I read in high school, like, yeah, she, her skin was definitely definitely like very white. But she, she at least had black hair. Yeah. And uh, that's why I was actually really confused when, like, I, the, when I saw the 95, like, the picture for the 95 movie. Because I was like, that's not what Sarah looks like. Because I had when my book report was you had to make a children's version of the book you read. So I had to like draw pictures for the book and like in all the like mm. in all of the pages like that I did like she had black hair and so I was hundred percent expecting a little child with black hair and that was not what we got <laughs> at all. Yeah, at least they. I mean, they set it into. New York, and they at least have that dynamic with Becky and making that character black yes. and what that means, and they have a conversation about that, which yeah. I think is really significant. But there's such little representation of people of color yeah. in classic novels, and even when there is, like... It's so whitewashed. It's yeah. so whitewashed. It's like a downpour of bleach that acromatizes everything in its wake. Yeah. Like, every version of Wuthering Heights, Heathcliff is a white guy. Like, every version of 
Jane Eyre, Mrs. Rochester in the Attic is a is a white woman. Yeah. Like this, in both of these movie were versions, she's a little she's blonde white. girl. Like, yeah, not it, even just white. She's a little blonde girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so yeah. It's just it's just frustrating. Disappointing. Because there's a version of Little Dorrit, which is a um, book by Charles Dickens, and the series I really enjoyed. I haven't read the book, um, but they made one of the characters black. Uh And there was, like, an outrage about it. Like, this isn't accurate to the book. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see you people coming out of the woodworks with all these, like, other movies. (laughs) So, like, that reminds me. It's so ironic. uh, In high school, when everyone was reading The Hunger Games. um, I'm reading them right now. Yeah. (laughs) The second book. Um, So, uh, the little girl. What was... um, Prim? Rue? Rue, yes, Rue. When I was reading it, I was imagining, like, a little girl that was black. Like that's it says it in the book. Yes, right? <laughs> that like does it not? <laughs> and so like they kind of hint like that's the how the whole district is, right? So the movie comes out. I, that's what I was expecting. I was like, they're going to make uh like you know everyone from that district black. Like Rue was gonna be a little black girl. And my friend tells me she's like, I'm so mad that they made Rue black. And I was like, why? Brittany went to a very special high school. I did. I did. And I was like, well, why? She was like, she's not, she's supposed to have olive skin. That's Katniss. And I was like, I think you're getting her confused with Katniss. And she was like, no. No, she's, she shouldn't look like that. I was like, okay, well, you know, I think it's fine. Like, I don't, I think it's fine. And she was like, well, that's not how I imagined her in my head. And I was like, well... <laughs> I'm sorry for you, but that's how I imagined her, and I'm pretty sure that's how everyone else imagined her, too. So, just, Yeah, it's like, even when it's written on the page, white people, like, it won't go into their heads. Like, Like, it won't go into their heads. How can this happen? (laughs) Wait, Katniss is supposed to have olive skin? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. I mean, mean, Jennifer Lawrence is, like, the whitest girl alive. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Also, a lot of people, a lot of people were really upset Jennifer Lawrence was first casted as that, because also... Katniss is supposed to be, like, this sickly, skinny little girl. Well, but they're all supposed to be super hungry and starved. You can't do that to real-life people. Well, so, yeah, like, I sure. get that. But <laughs> at the same time, Jennifer Lawrence, like, does not... She looked like a full-blossomed woman. Right, right. And but they always do that. They always yeah. cast, like, people in their 30s to play, like, teenagers. Yeah, to play like, a 15-year-old. That's fine. Okay, so we're prepping for a Hunger Games podcast, oh, actually. Oh, okay. That's why I'm reading the books and there's a lot of the mechanics of dehumanization that enables these things to happen to the kids in the hunger games yeah. i think the author made a very conscious choice that the people who live in the south the district 11 that's treated the worst yeah are all black people like yeah. tilling the soil and like, yeah i'm pretty sure that's land. like she did that on purpose. it's <laughs> like yeah it's a commentary right <laughs> like, exactly you missed it bro yeah. <laughs> your friend <laughs> yeah, I, I know she did. Call her up right now. <laughs> We're, we don't speak anymore, but I just call her right now. I'm like, hey, I haven't spoken to you in ten years, but I need to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she missed it. <laughs> but you know, that's kind of just where I come from. That's a, that's ironic. Every time Brittany tells me a story about her high school, yeah. I'm just like in awe of how terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was telling her about how I went to like a very like private conservative school and like we had to wear skirts down to our knees and it was like we would have to get on our knees and if our skirts didn't touch the floor oh we would God. get to home where that was, kind of what, thing where was this west virginia <laughs> 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 yeah so th- there you go 
If someone if someone depicted your high school in the movie, everyone would be like, oh, that's way too over the top. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. They would. And that's what when I tell people here, like that's like, oh yeah, this is what we whenever we had like formals, they weren't prom at all. Like we weren't allowed. We had to be six inches apart at all times. But whenever oh we had God. like our formals, we had to get like we had to wear our formal dresses at the school, like in front of a teacher and they had to like approve or like not approve. Oh my god. Yeah. It's crazy. So, and people like don't believe me, and I'm like, no, that like this happened. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah, uh, but actually, the funny thing is, District 12, where Katniss is from, is actually supposed to be West Virginia. Oh, is it? Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Is now there are a lot of forests? Oh, this? that's okay, why it's I'd... called Wild and Wonderful. Oh, I, mm, <laughs> I don't know anything about geography. At least we got wild <laughs> down. <laughs> Maybe we have to have Brittany back for the Hunger Games podcast. <laughs> Maybe. She actually knows a lot. Like, it, it was an obsession for a little while. It was awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Shirley Temple, Hunger Shirley Games. Shirley Temple, Hunger Games. That's, those are the, that was my childhood right there. <laughs> I don't know how, you know how we got on Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> because of Rue and... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was how we got there. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, oh, a question I had about the movie. Because they say that the neighbor's son... And the dad were in the same regiment, and uh-huh. that's how they got mixed up. Yeah. I tried to Google this, and I could not find anything. Can people from different countries be in the same regiment? Because he was in the British You're Army. you the wrong person. <laughs> I, knew no, I, I could knew not find an answer to this online. I don't know why, but... I, I don't know. I thought... What I thought was going to happen was, like, the neighbor's son was going to go, and then they were going to become friends... And then the dad was going to die, and then he was going to come back. And right. I was like, oh, that's how they become friends. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, that's so clever, like, how they did that. And then that didn't happen, and I was mm. like, oh, never mind. What, what, World War One? What war is this? Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. going to look this up. Oh, please. <laughs> please hold. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll get back to you Just later. kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, also something, and I've seen this movie so many times, and every time I sit down and watch a movie for the podcast, I notice like 20 more things because yeah. I'm like actively watching it. Um, all the green in the movie, like the mason jars in the kitchen are green. All the, if there's a card in the background with fruit on it, uh-huh. it's only green vegetables. That's crazy. All I the fruit is green, like the grapes, the apples. There isn't any like type of food almost. I'm really sad not. I missed this because green's my favorite color. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Just like Katniss Everteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, the ending where, like, the police is more concerned with, like, catching a child than her safety, and there's, like, I know. five officers coming in the middle of the night, like, oh, yeah, this is a priority, a little child, I know. we have to send the whole, like, the whole I station. No, I literally, and then, like, literally, she's, like, walking across, and they're all just, like, standing there. Like, I'm surprised that they weren't, like, well, let, like, let's have some of us go downstairs in case if she falls. Or get, like, a rope. Or, or something. Like, they're all just, they're just <laughs> like, oh, she's, she's crossing. She's crossing. And then they're like, oh, she made it? Okay, let's go arrest her. <laughs> let's get her, boys. Yeah. So, like, five guys show up at midnight in the rain. Like, there's nothing else to do. And they're yeah. not walking in the building. They're, like, running but, in there. But, like, five guys oh, show up at midnight in the rain to detain a little girl. <laughs> like, Yeah. And they literally had like like three men holding Becky, and I was like, she's yeah, like she's, she's like fifty was, pounds. That was like their SWAT team back. Then. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, well, it's happening, boys! It's happening! Something! Let's go!" 
That's pretty much, yeah. I was like, what is it? Yeah, they show up in like a giant van. They all like storm I know, out the like literally, like the like this giant <laughs> the security van. And it's like they're, with all their might, when they're like pulling her away and she's like reaching for her dad. And I was like, really? Like, do you need three men to detain this little girl? Like, is she really that strong? I don't think so. Yeah, it was, that was the a little. power of love. Yeah. Also, when she like falls off the board and suddenly like catches onto the edge, even like my brother's watching it and she's like, oh, freaking Jason Bourne over here. Yeah, yeah when the board falls out on her and she's like, yeah yeah uh that was that was dramatic i was just like okay i mean she's not gonna die but uh what's happening right now (laughs) i was crying the whole like every time she said bye to her dad or like her dad wrote a letter i was just crying so i feel like i wasn't able to (laughs) pay attention to detail so much because especially the shirley temple one i was crying really hard on that one because you know shirley temple she does it for me every time. <laughs> I found out, so I don't know anything about Shirley Temple. I found out that she was what, like an ambassador. She ended up doing all this political work. She was yeah, like a she, good human yeah, being. She yeah. like died of like smoking too many cigarettes, yeah. but she never smoked in public because she didn't want to set up right bad example. for her fans. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I know she. I loved her. She was so adorable. She's like a solid human being. Yeah, she was pretty great. <laughs> Apparently, the girl that plays um, Lavinia. In the Shirley Temple version, got so much hate mail from Shirley's fans because uh, they didn't realize it was like she yeah. was acting. She was like the mean girl. <laughs> How could you be? How could you be horrible to Shirley Temple? She's so perfect. Oh, it's yeah, kind of obnoxious. Which um, that scene in the '95 version where they hug at the end and everything's okay. Yeah. I feel like that was only possible because in the book, Lavinia is the one who tells Ms. Minchin, like, oh, they're having secret gatherings in the attic. Right. So she's like, she's so extra evil that them <sighs> taking that out in the movie. Yeah. Like, they couldn't have had that and then had them reconcile. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. Which, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I kind of like that they ended up being Yeah, I like that too. Because it, like, kind of like, oh, everyone gets a happy ending. Like, even Lavinia gets a happy ending. Yeah. So it's fine. Like, we're all... <laughs> yeah yeah everyone even i mean miss mentioned didn't but that's fine she didn't deserve one so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> amelia got her milkman like, you could be off somewhere exotic with the milkman i know like oh yeah because the milkman's wage and income are oh, like yeah. so high that they can run He's away to hawaii to tropical <laughs> yeah some tropical island <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like i don't think that's happening <laughs> we can dream what are you finding over there about regiments? Yeah, I, th- I think regiments is just in the country. Right? Yeah, that's like for That's each individual country. Too. They tried. Yeah. This movie makes no sense. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. You it's have all these different countries fighting alongside each other in World War One, but they would each have their own. Regiment. Yeah, because you're not gonna like you're yeah. not gonna be like, all right, you're next. That's the next country. We're, right. Our our country's full. Some guy from the British <laughs> army isn't gonna control yeah. soldiers from like right. the. French army, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We've sent yeah. all our men. <laughs> Time to move to you. <laughs> Which, those war scenes, those really, like, those hit me in the feels. Like, yeah. they did that so well. And they must just use the same set over and over for all these war movies. Probably. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it always looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really sad. It reminded me of Wonder Woman. Oh, Not yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm sure is the same set. Thing. Yeah, I'm sure they use the same one. Yeah. <laughs> You should see that documentary from Peter Jackson. About Remember the, the one I watched? Yeah, the, the uh, was it They Shall Not Grow Old? I think that's what it's 
It's really good. It's all about like World War One. Interesting. He I took know. he took all this old like nine millimeter World War One black and white footage and like frame by frame his team like made oh it colorized it and made it into HD widescreen format and then added they got these professional lip readers to like look at the footage and go well this is what these guys are saying and then they got voice actors to then dub over that so it like brings world war one to life because we're, we're just so used to seeing these black and white photos and it's, i don't know you just don't doesn't you don't get the same impact i yeah. think so when it then like you get it in like color hd yeah. with sound you're like oh holy you're shit like, oh that's real blood <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no joke that's crazy um, which not that many american soldiers died in world war one I mean, relatively, they weren't that involved. I I looked this up, yeah. this and it's not, it's not like Europe, we weren't that in, we weren't, <laughs> which is probably we didn't care idea. enough, <laughs> like <laughs> to stay out of it. Oh yeah, almost five million served and barely over a hundred thousand died. Yeah. that's pretty good. Pretty, yeah, pretty solid. Crush it. <laughs> <laughs> we killed that. <laughs> Crushed World War One. <laughs> um, By the way, fun fact: the first colorized latex balloons coming back to earlier were oh not sold until the th- until the chicago world fair in the 30s wow but <laughs> balloons go back as far as the aztecs when they used animal intestines or pig bladders yeah i want to i want to be that first person who looks at it and goes yeah i'm gonna <laughs> blow air into this right <laughs> just take the intestine and tie it off <laughs> i remember like reading and when i was reading uh, little house on the prairie and i like read that scene because it was like laurie Gold was saying like oh yeah like we they like got a pig and like they were gonna eat it and then they were like oh and for fun like we for blew fun up, we blew up the pig ladder and like we all were like kicking it around the room and I was like oh I was literally traumatized I was like oh my gosh that is the most disgusting thing I have ever heard in my life <laughs> who does that for fun didn't they also used to use um pig bladders for condoms though back in the day or probably they... like well lamb wouldn't be surprised. Uh... Like, well, they, even today, they still make, like, lambskin condoms, right? Oh, okay. So, I think that goes back. Yeah, just using animal intestines for any of that stuff. Um, Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I used cat intestines, too. Oh, gosh. There's this really fun picture of, or a depiction of 1773. There's just this little kid, and he's just blowing into a pig intestine. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, it's better than the plastic that ends up in the yeah, ocean. Yeah, man. Let's go back to pig intestine. <laughs> Could you imagine any kid today like blowing into a pig intestine? Mm. There'd be riots from all the soccer moms. Yeah, definitely. All the soccer moms. Um, but I think that's it. You got any last thoughts? Not that I can think of. I feel like we we really dove into it. Love it. Yeah. Um, oh. Perfect. You can find us on all the things, modernlifepod at gmail.com. All the things. You can look at our funny pictures on YouTube, um, Instagram, modernlifepod. We're always on there posting when a new episode is up. Um, you can also, if you don't have an app, always go to our website, listen to our websites, I mean, our episodes there. Um, if you don't have a phone. If you don't if have a, a phone. you're a loser without a phone. If you're phone. Chris Pine and you only have a flip phone, <laughs> you can <laughs> That's go a on thing. There. <laughs> Best Chris Chris Pine. Cool. Well, thanks for coming in, Brittany. Thank fun. you. <laughs>